Hey guys, welcome to These Guys Podcast. I'm Eric. Oh, we. And I'm TJ Ball. Oh, you like the sound of it. You've heard us for the last three episodes. And now we're on episode number cuatro. I'm trying to learn my Spanish a little bit. It's cuatro. 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 Four. It's four. We're in America. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We're not going to get canceled because of you. Wow. Don't get us canceled. Wow. Okay. So, it's episode four. And like we always do, let's start it off with some shout outs. Like always, I want everybody to minimize this. Listen to it while you go over to Facebook. And I'm going to get you to go to Live at the Wog, the Bob and Zane show. And I want you to like that Facebook. And every Sunday, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. They're going to do a talk show. And it is so entertaining. Be sure to check it out. They give you all kind of little knickknacks and talks about everything that's going on. Hey, while you're there, hey, why don't you hit them up about getting the... um. The Polywog uh, subscription box. Ooh. It's like a veggie box. It's got everything. It's got every kind of vegetable you can think of for the week. Oh, it's so good. Cucumbers. Bell peppers. It's like pasta salad. Uh, onions. Uh, squash. I mean, now, it might not have it this week. Like Each week, it's different. Okay. All right. My bad, guys. Sorry. I mean, there's always going to be a dessert, but... Why not stop? Why stop there? Why don't you go over to WrestleForce Radio Network and like that page? That's where you're gonna find these guys' podcast. And you don't want to miss out when we have an episode. Go check us out at Facebook at These Guys Podcast. So as of right now, as we speak, we have well, once again, this episode. Is being filmed. Oh, okay, okay. Well, so, by this time, we should be over 200. By the next time, we should be at 500. Just oh, saying, I mean, guys. it would be great if we were. Just like the page, share the page. Go download the ep- past episodes and enjoy. Now, why don't we even do this? You know, we're three episodes. This will be the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. So, why don't we just talk about it? Hey, guys, Facebook world. If you want to hear us talk about your company... And you would like us to present you at the beginning of every episode of These Guys Podcast. Send us a message. We would love to have you on as a sponsor of this great podcast. And Mr. Eric is going to promote your company every single time in that voice. Yes. Yes, I will. (laughs) So, TJ, how has your week been? Um, Oh, hold up. I almost messed up. You did it in the last episode, and I, I messed up. I didn't. I jumped the gun. Oh. We have to do our usual. Now yeah. this time we don't have. Oh, we don't have cans, so it's going to be a sound of a bottle top opening. Oh, oh. Ooh. Now, oh man, hands. Now, I don't need no t-shirt. Some crazy stuff today. A toast to we're, episode number four. And see, today we're going to be trying Capri Coa Sangria. It's the sangria that makes you black out. It's like thirteen point nine percent alcohol. Whoa, so this is my first time trying this. Lord Jesus. I did not expect that. It's good. It's good. It's going to be It's gonna be a good dumb. 
This is going to be bad, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be one that might go off the rails. Now, once again, we are not sponsored by that sangria. If they want to sponsor us, by all means, hit us up. Give us a message. I'm trying to quit my jizzab. Sponsor us. All right. So, TJ, your week's been good? Yeah, it's been okay. Um, So, like I said, um, since we're doing this episode, when it comes out, um, in what, like two weeks? Next week. Next week. Okay, so by that time... um, we already did our uh, beach trip. Yeah, we did our beach uh, trip. We took the kids to uh, Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina. Played, and played football. Played football. Uh, Tay got his teeth knocked out. Just found out that I still got it. Um, well, apparently both of us still got it because yeah. uh, the uh, wife said that uh, we was out there uh, moving pretty well. So I mean, XFL, here we come. Uh, I don't think we're XFL. I ready. mean, Rock and pull us, pick us up. We'll do a podcast. <laughs> but um, it was a it was a very uh, fun weekend. I had, we uh, all had a good time. The drive was terrible. Oh, but you did we, it. You you drove. But uh, we kept each other entertained and yeah. got a chance to talk a lot. And I fell asleep at one point with the cell phone in my hand, and I woke up and I was like, oh. Uh-huh. I did not know you fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I'm so good at hiding it. Yeah, you are. I'm not at all. I'll go to sleep just like that. So. So, all right, so this week, we had a couple topics. I even pulled one off the Facebook. And by the way, if you guys want to hear us have a topic, if you want to suggest a topic, go suggest it. There's a post, Mm -hmm. there's a thread right now where you can suggest what we talk about next. So, first thing we're going to talk about, we're going to go deep dive once again. Okay. 2008... Is when we started yep, training. 2008, 2009 range, yep. Anyway, we started training in 2008. Um, and we're going to talk about training mm-hmm. at Southern Championship Wrestling in Lawrence. Where we cut our teeth. Yep. Where we didn't have a lot of fun. But that's for a whole different story. Yeah. Well, I say we got a little bit of time. So um, do you want to go first? On yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Honestly, the funny thing is, is the first day that I got called to come do training, I had had a flu, mm-hmm. and I was sick. But someone said, hey, if you want to be a wrestler, come to this location, mm-hmm. and you can start training. And for that whole day, I got in the tub. I tried to sweat everything out. I put, like, hoodies on to sweat everything out. I was like, I'm going to training. Mm-hmm. I'm going to become a wrestler. And... I show up in Lawrence, South Carolina at a skating rink that looked like it was ran down. And I walk in and there's a ring in the middle of a concrete floor. (laughs) Everything else looked like it was getting scrapped. And it was because they were training at a location that was about to be bulldozed to put up, I think, a Walgreens. Yep. No, it wasn't Walgreens. It was uh, Walgreens is next to it right Mm. now. But uh, it was a uh, little. Uh, it wasn't Goonie Birds. It was a little strip. Uh, strip mall plaza. Oh, okay. So right they thing. paved Paradise to put up a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, and there was no, a there was no heat. It was like December time, so it was ice cold in there. Like you, you are breathing, and all you can see is this, uh, like your breath, everything, your breath. If you didn't have a t-shirt on, and if you were sweating, you were freezing. 
which is not good when you have a flu. Or, or in my case, uh, when you're so uh, we sweat so much, you start seeing the uh, smoke come out your head, yeah, the steam. Yeah. And like, so we started, and our trainers at this time. Now, let me preface this: before this, I had had a little bit of training at APW Spartanburg with Bryce Anthony, Ken Magnum, and Vinny Valentine. I'd had some training there, and things fell through. I couldn't couldn't keep going, which was sad. And then I get to Southern Championship Wrestling, and my trainers are Chris Dynamite, <laughs> Joshua Chilton, mm-hmm. and Bubba Hogg. Mm-hmm. And Charlie Wetzel was there, too. Uh, he didn't really train, per se. It was mostly those three. Basically bringing his ring and yeah. setting it up. Now, Southern Championship Wrestling has a special place in my heart. It's one of the places that I used to go see wrestling at the Civic Center in Greenwood. And this is when Cowboy Desperado, Paul Helms, uh, ran it. Not Paul mm-hmm. Helms as in Triple H, but that's an end of... That's Paul Levesque. Yeah, that's Paul Levesque. I keep thinking Paul Levesque and Paul Helms. <laughs> Paul Helms was one of the sweetest, nicest guys. And I remember going to wrestling shows, and he... Played his character to a T. He was a heel mm-hmm. among men. Like I went to a hardcore show, and somebody pushed a like a drink cooler, and it hit him in the back of the heel, and mm-hmm. he sold that shit. He hit the ground. He's like, oh god, oh, oh. and I was like, oh, oh shit, that must have really hurt him. Like I have so many good memories of Desperado, and I was so excited just to wrestle for the company that he owned. Mm-hmm. And he still had kind of a hand in it at this time. He kind of got up in age. He wasn't really wrestling. He was more just an overseer. And we trained, me and you, with another guy that was going to be the predecessor to him, and that was Desperado Jr. And I felt I felt bad because I was like, this guy, so, like, he sucked. And I mean, I, I'm, I don't care about heat. I'm, I'm a heat magnet. I don't care. I'm... As long as I've been wrestling, you want to have heat with me? Have heat. Right. I don't care anymore. But the training we had was, eh. It was, like, Chris Dynamite, God bless him. He worked hard with right. us. Right. Uh, he, he was one of the um, he was one of the guys that uh, showed me the double uh, spine buster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember he called for me to take a double back body from two people. And I jumped was and now, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I was a heck of a lot thinner than I am now. Both of us were. I was <laughs> now, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Eric was uh in his mind he was a high flying luchador. He was doing I was doing topes. I was doing the homicide dive through the ropes into a flip. I was doing hurricane ranas, uh, head scissors, all that. And I miss those days. And if I ever get down to that weight, I might do them again. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be a long It's time. going to be a bit. But he told me, he's like, hey, I want you to take a double uh, back body. I was like, cool. I jumped with all my might, and I landed on my feet. But my legs buckled, and my knees went into my jaw. Mm. And I didn't know. At this time, like, like, back in the day, your training was like, learn to take a few bumps. Learn how to do, like, spot. Spot one, mm-hmm. spot two, international spot, and learn to sell. And that's all you did. And, and once you got that, you were in the ring. Yeah. It wasn't like a six-month 
or a year training course. Now, do I wish I would have went to a school that had that? Yes, I do. Because I think I would have picked up better things and I would have been better in the long run. I had to learn all my stuff from the road after that. Which, the road helps so much. People don't understand. And I've learned this myself a long time ago. If you stay in one place, you can be a big fish in a small pond. But the people you're facing are not going to make you any better. Right. You have to get that repetition. You have to go out there and face new talent. And, you know, year one, the, just the training, it was Chris Dynamite, amazing. Mm -hmm. I had a blast with him. Everybody else, eh, not really. Um, what about you? So, when I, when I started training, um... I had just got done playing football, and I knew my senior year was going to be it for me because I had um I had a couple offers right um from uh some uh small schools and but um I had a feeling that that was going to be my last run um I was just done with it and uh I ended up getting a call probably from the same person mm -hmm. as you and. They uh, asked me if uh, I wanted to become a wrestler, and I was like, yes. Sign me up. Like, I definitely want to do this. Uh, so, we get there at the Skate Away side, and at the time, I was living in uh, Clinton, so it was a maybe... It was a hop and a skip. Right. Maybe a 10-minute drive, and, um, you know, I would get there and train and all that stuff, Um just like Eric said, um, it wasn't it wasn't you know us trained for a year and um, tried to uh, do something. It was pretty much um, as soon as you learn how to bump, we on to the next thing. And I I reminisce with. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I reminisce about, you know, if we had the type of people, uh, if we were training with George South or oh, man. training with Bob, where would we be now compared to what we had to do with? But AEW. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Definitely traveling the world like crazy. But, you know, I, I really do believe, you know, things happen for a reason. And... We had we had to go through hell to we get had to go, you're right. We had to go through some stuff to get to where we are today. So I mean, you know, I'm I'm very grateful that I did. We did get the opportunity to um, learn what we did and take what we learned and better ourselves. Yes, because the people when I when I look back at it now, you know, no one's wrestling. Anymore that training with us besides me and you. Yeah. And we went in our separate ways and and made name for ourselves in different places. And you know, we like you said, we traveled and we went and worked different talent so that way we could get better because we really wanted to do this. Yes. So like, you know, it's but what we had to go through sucked. But it made us. We 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 know it, it it built us 
to really go through the, uh, you know, put in the work. Yeah, we knew we had a tough road ahead. Right. We had been through tough. So we knew, hey, we know how to fight through this pain and stupidness. Right. So, um, I didn't really, like, throw up or anything because, I mean, I was still in football shape. Yeah. So, like, any drills that they had us do, I was I was killing it because, I mean, I was – I'm still in shape. But see, the crazy thing is, is their drills are not compared comparable to any drills that I went through after that. Like, well, you gotta think about it too. It was a it was old school wrestling. Right, right. Compared to what we're doing now. Yeah. And, and and compared to what we see now. Grab a headlock, brother, and you just hold that there. You know what I mean? Like when you go to uh a Bob's uh school and you go to George South School. It's a lot of things that we still are learning. Yeah, dude, I did. And we've been doing this for ten plus years. Now. I did. I did Caleb's, uh, Caleb Conley's class one time, mm-hmm. and it was all cardio, mm-hmm. and I almost died. I was because I'm not. I'm. I'm a big guy. If nobody has seen me in trunks, <laughs> I don't. I don't like to run. I'll. I now don't get it twisted. I will keep up with anybody. Yep. And that is yet to be seen because I haven't exactly gotten the opportunity to show that but tj can attest for it cam carter can attest for it i can keep up with anybody yep. i can go your pace if i have to did you just really so you better drink that so can't waste a little, it a little, a little update sangria's is not for me you better finish it it's open it's, now it's not for me i'll figure out something but it is not it gets better once you get halfway down well, I haven't even got halfway down, and I cannot get this one open. <laughs> uh oh, that's all good. We'll keep on going with the story. But so, like, yeah, compared to training back in the day, like we were trained by old school workers. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to be like, oh, buddy, um, arm drag, arm drag, arm drag. Uh, like none of that, sh- none of that fast paced shit. It was all well, work, it, working it, arm. It it it, it, it was still bad. But like you said, it wasn't fast paced. No. It was, you know. But then too, the territory we were working was a bunch of old school, right? So they, so a lot of a lot of fans are those fans didn't want to see no flips and dives and stuff. And, they, but they when they did, see, they'd pop. Right? They wanted to see you go in and and fight, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like. They want they want that realism factor. Right. They want that Terry Funk mentality. At, at that time, that's when UFC was getting like really hot. Yeah, so they wanted like shoot style. Right. Now there's one thing that I can tell everybody, and this isn't a secret. The one thing that I have yet to learn is chain wrestling. I cannot chain I can't chain wrestling either, save my life. Because I wasn't trained chain. Right. Uh, now, if you put me in something, I can try to figure out how to get out. I can't mm-hmm. promise it's going to look like the Christmas thing, but it's going to look innovative. When when I did the uh, TNA gut check, uh, one of the things that D-Lo wanted us to do was chain. <laughs> and Look him in his eyes and go, you're dealing I, with the wrong one now? I didn't have a partner. Oh. So I had to chain with D-Lo. Oh. And I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, it was... Bad, like I was embarrassed, and I See, was like, "See, but the thing is, is you just even saying that? Not a lot of people know this. TJ got a TNA gut check spot. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people can say, hey, I got a chance to do gut check.' Well, I to this day, I wish 
if I can go back in time and tell myself, hey, look, bro, like, <laughs> learn how to chain wrestle. Like, just learn. Because, like. And it's a hard. You know, they say old dog, uh, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Man, I'm. 33 and right. I, I'm still having an issue right. training because um, I'm just not that agile. So I, I I wish the high school that I was uh, I went to would have had wrestling. had a wrestling team. Oh, I was on lot, the wrestling lot, team. Just didn't. Uh, yeah. There's there's a difference between Greco and what they do. Right. Like Greco, I don't have someone holding my arm in 30 different positions to right. spin, and I have to spin out of that shit. Right. Like, I learned one move, and I did the rollout through it, and I was like, ha, 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 look at I, me. I, I, I've tried, like, at you, some shows. You definitely need to go into this. To, um, to uh, chain, and let me see if it's a little bit better wise. Oh, it probably is. But uh, I've went, I've been, I went to shows and tried to chain, and I've learned some stuff from different By the people. way, if you heard that, that's liquid gold going to a cup of ice. <laughs> Last time I did this, I ended up having to get carried to a room. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so oh, that's definitely a topic we got to hit up. Oh, we definitely, we definitely. talk next episode. That's a little bit better. Yeah, that's a little bit better. But put it on the rocks. So looking back at training, is there anything like big that you'd be like, "Yeah, I wish I would have done this during training." Um. Because, like, back in training, they're like, what do you want to do as a finish? Yeah. And But the people you were working with, unless it was me and you working each other, ain't nobody taking your finish. Right. Well, I mean, at that time, man, my, you remember my finish was nothing but a super kick. It's, it's still, they weren't going to take it. Right. So, I mean. They were going to pre-bump. And. And for, for people that are listening to this that don't know anything about lingo, pre-bump is where, let's say it. TJ throws a super kick at me. And or, before, or a kick to the face. Or a kick to the face. And before his foot gets to me, I'm already going down to the ground. I'm going to take it on the chin. Right. I want to feel that. That's also probably why I have so many concussions. Well, you're a way better person than me because I always feed the hand. Hell no. Oh, I feel, I feel it. Old school, buddy. You kick me I in the face. Like if the Undertaker can do it, I can do it. I'll put it to you like this. A match we had at PWX, um, where it was me, Cam Carter, Ian Maxwell, and Sean Legacy versus the Syndicate. Mm-hmm. I didn't feed a hand that whole entire match. And Jason Cade kicked me in the face so many times. That super kick when I came off the ropes and got blindsided by the yeah. kick, that went all Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, WrestleMania, where you see the fucking boot in the mouth. <laughs> Like, so, yeah, so that's, that's that, you know, yeah. let's, let's get away from this training because people probably falling asleep. They're like, oh, well, let's, let's hope a lot of people won't, that question has been asked a lot about how we've uh, gotten into wrestling. So I, I always thought that was a good yeah. idea for a podcast. Yeah. Just now, go deep now se- segue. Here's a segue into the next thing. Okay. Because I just talked about getting super kicked in the mouth by Jason Cade and concussions and everything. Now it's getting into us at our age now Mm -hmm. and injuries we've had in the business. 
starting from the beginning and working our way up. And the difference between back in 2008, 2009, if we got an injury, we were back in like two weeks. If that. If that. I'm, your, your heel was broken oh, and you was like, so, at the next Oh, show. I, can, I can tell that story because that story is my favorite. So I was doing a hardcore match for SCW. And the spot I had, I was going to jump off the second rope to the outside and basically do the crown them. Mm-hmm. And I jumped. And guy that was on the ground, not going to name any names, <laughs> didn't didn't do what he was supposed to. And I went heel first in wrestling shoes on concrete mm-hmm. floor. And instantly, this is a kid's show. And I said so many bad F-bombs. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as I hit it was like a gunshot went off in my foot. I couldn't stand up. People came from the back to carry me to the back because I was in an immense amount of pain. Mm-hmm. And I got to the back and my adrenaline still going. I was like, no, no, I'm going to go out there and finish the match. And I took my shoe off and I'll go to stand up to walk back out and bam, hit the floor. And the match ended. Show's over. That was the main event. And I was like, man. And I tried to walk to the truck to go to my friend's apartment and I fall. I can't walk. Yep. I can't walk. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's an Achilles tendon that's just ruptured. What it is. We get over to his house and I'm like, I'm going to drink this pain away. Because, you know, that's what I did back in the day. If I was hurting, I was like, I'm going to have a drink. Maybe it'll subside it. And ladies and gentlemen, this is before kids. Yeah, so, this yeah. is before kids. Uh-huh. I had Zoe this time. 2008? Yep. Yep. Um, well, I didn't have any kids at yeah. the time, so yeah. I'm crawling everywhere, and finally the next day, I'm like, I have to go to the hospital. It's bad when I'm in a rolly chair, rolling around a house to get to the bathroom because I can't mm-hmm. walk. So, I go to the doctor, or I go to the hospital, we get an x-ray. As soon as she takes the x-ray, she's looking at the picture, she goes, oh God. And I'm like, this is the x-ray person, this ain't even the doctor. And I say, is it that bad? She's like, I'm going to have to let the doctor tell you. And I'm like, oh, no. I done blew my Achilles tendon out. This is going to be surgery. Everything's messed up. Doctor comes in and goes, so how'd this happen? I said, well, I'm a wrestler. He goes, hmm, okay. <laughs> Which is always a funny story. Whenever you have an injury and you go into a hospital or a doctor, and you're like, they're like, what happened? Oh, I'm a wrestler. Oh. <sighs> That's the first instinct they get. Or they're like, high school wrestling? Nope. nope. Oh, the, that fake wrestling. Yep, that's why my foot's broken. <laughs> so the doctor comes in and tells me I have a break right down the center of my heel bone. He's like, you're going to be out for six months. Don't walk on it. Stay on your crutches. Don't be stupid. There's a show the next week, because this is when SCW is running weekly. And I'm one of the top guys in the company at this time. And so now they're like, well, we can make you a manager for until you get better. So now I'm doing, getting on the apron with my crutches, throwing my crutches, and getting bumped off the apron and landing on my foot. And then the next week I'm in the ring running with this cast on, with a broken heel bone. To the point where three weeks in, I have a hole in the bottom of my cast, and I cut it off. Because I'm like, screw this cast. I'm wrestling. I can run on it. I'm good. 
And I go back to the doctor, to the orthopedic doctor, and he goes, you're stupid. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, can you not give me like a boot or something instead of a cast? He's like, mm-hmm. why? You're just going to take it off? Right. And I'm like, uh, well, it kind of hurts. He's like, well, you should have thought of that before you cut it off and started walking on it. He's like, I want you to know, when you get older, you're going to have a hard time walking. I'm like, yeah, whatever, doc. I'm 33 right now. Every time it's cold, I have a hard time walking. <laughs> that wasn't even my first injury. My first injury in wrestling was a compressed fracture. I had two compressed fractures in my knees within the first two months of wrestling because one was a freak accident from me being baby, getting on the second row going, yeah, come yeah. on, and jumping off and my leg flamingoing and compressed fracture in my knee. And that's also the same night that I got a freaking fireball and a guitar shot, which I don't I think it was overkill. <laughs> like that was overkill. I didn't need that. Since then, I've had a couple knee injuries, mm-hmm. severe concussions, broken fingers, broken toes, uh, broken nose, several black eyes, and been busted open numerous times. Now, when you're younger, yeah, easy, come back from. Now, I'm dealing with a little knee injury. And I'm sitting here like, I just want to go back to wrestling. Yep. And I've been in physical therapy for two months. And I'm still waiting until tomorrow. Tomorrow's supposed to be my evaluation. Hey, am I going to be able to stop physical therapy and get back in the ring? Nope. Time will tell. But, TJ, let's talk about your injuries. Uh, so, my very first wrestling injury, to this day, I still don't even know how it happened. Um... <clears throat> Was at APW uh, Spar- uh, Spartanburg at the time. I'm sorry. And was wrestling Vinny Valentine. Oh, I love Vinny. Um, this was uh, back when the uh, Bray Wyatt move that I do, the uh, running crossbody, was yeah. still in. It doesn't look as good as it does now. Yeah, it was in pre uh, post production. Yeah, and um, I hit him. I'm hitting him with the move, and then I would you call the hit stick? Right. Um, I I landed and I felt a shocking pain in my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, why is my shoulder hurting? And, like, we just got the match started. And um, so we still got, like, a whole bunch to go. And I get back to the back, and, like, I'm there at the show by myself. So I drove by myself, and I'm mm-hmm. like, my shoulder is freaking killing me. And uh, Ben Wright was at the show. Yeah. And he was like, just hold on for a second. And he did this little trick where, pops you know, try to pops, pops back in. Yeah. And it helped for a little while until that adrenaline kicked out. Kicked out, and then um, next thing you know, I just got a real bad pain in my shoulder. So my wife, Chastity, she was like, "Well, just don't do the Bray Wyatt for a while, and I just let's see what happens." And I'm like, "Okay." So, and at that time, she was not the wife. A thing with his friends at that time. Right. But, you know. Anyway, so. I'm like, dang, like. That's, this, my, that's my pop. This my move. Like, you know, I've been really practicing and all that stuff. So, it's going to suck not to be able to do it. So, I kind of stayed off of it for a while. And, you know, just hoping my shoulder gets back right. Yeah. But, like, I didn't go to a doctor. This was, like, back in my, like, my early 20s. So, like, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, this ain't gonna be nothing. It'll, it'll blow over. Yeah. Um, still hurts to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows about the DLC match with my back and my. They fingers. might. They might not. Um, 
Probably the people that I think that listen to the show probably know. Oh, no. But there's more people than just our select friends. There's people that get to this from everybody. everybody. This could be from Australia. Yeah. I want you to know that my YouTube clips, you know know where they're famous at? Where? Australia. America don't hit. People in Australia love me. Okay. All right. Well. I'm like Hasselhoff. For the people down under, um, I was in a ladder match. And um, the spot was for me to climb the ladder. Uh, My tag team partner gets kicked and pushes the ladder over. And then I fall from the middle of the ring. 25 feet in the air. To the floor through some tables. Japanese tables. And nothing but it was a a basketball. Basketball floor. Floor, yeah. And you left a dent in it. Probably did. No, it was it was there was a body sized dent in the floor. You notice we haven't gone back there since, right? Because of the body sized dent in the floor. Now, anytime somebody goes to hit a layup, that ball goes. Whoop. <laughs> Sorry, basketball players, but uh, but yeah, um, I I have a uh, I have two bulging discs in my back, um, my L four, my L five, and um. I have, I fractured my pelvis. So, in layman's terms, you broke your butt. Yeah, broke my butt. <laughs> so, if you've and, seen the videos, you know all about breaking his butt. Yeah. So, sitting there and and hurt, and um, I, I think a month later, I had to take my girls to a father son, a father a daughter dance, and you know, I was wearing my back brace and. Walking with a cane, so like it, it really messed me up. Um, those are about, probably like the two biggest injuries I've had in wrestling, besides getting you know busted open. Remember that pool of blood I laid in because yeah. I let a uh, bubble hog blade me? Yeah, yeah, that was a mistake. Listen and, here, only, only person you should ever let blade you is New Jack. Well, no, because I'll, I'll definitely die then. <laughs> um, besides that, that's pretty much it. Besides, uh, that time when uh. You uh, kicked me in the back of the head, and I uh, blacked out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Man, no, you're not. <laughs> no, no, you're not. I'm not. SCW, ladies Hashtag and gentlemen. Hashtag heel turn. Um, all right, so moving on from there, we're going to hit on this barely, just so we can go into the next one. Okay. What is your issue with noodles with holes in them? I don't have an issue with all noodles with holes in them. Okay, which ones do you not have an issue with? So, I'll eat spaghetti, regular spaghetti noodles. Well, that's not ones with holes in them. Angel hair noodles. Not, no, no holes in that. Maybe the twisted pasta noodles. Still no holes in that. And elbow macaroni noodles. Alright, there's a hole in that yeah. one. Yeah. Other than that, I won't eat nothing else. I think it's a mind thing. No all, all of them taste the same. You worried about something being in your hole? I, I don't know. I guess I guess it's the stuff that's cooked with it. Like, what about the pinwheels? Nope. So, so TJ, I made pasta the other night, and it was penne. And TJ ate everything but the noodles. And I was like, oh, you hate my cooking. He's like, no, I just don't like that noodle. There's a lot of hate coming from this man with holy noodles. And I don't understand it. It's, 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 nothing, it's nothing against you or what you made. I just that just wasn't my thing. It's not my thing. I mean, if you have a if you have an issue, also fans that are listening to this, 
with holy noodles. We'd love to hear about it. It's just it's just some of the it's just some of the noodles that like, like I said, I think it's just mine thing. Um I just never been like that. Like it's it's certain things that when when I was growing up and my mom would cook that I'm like, eh, nah, I'll yeah. just make it like a bologna sandwich or something like that. <laughs> and like it wasn't me trying to be rude, it just I just can't see myself can't, eating it. Can't do it. Okay. So it's time to finish up on our usual debate. And if you've listened to the past three, we have some interesting debates at the mm-hmm. end of these. Um, this one, to finish it off, I want to bring up the debate that Kimberly, uh, Kimberly Ann on Facebook, who is my wife. Yeah, um, and my best friend. Who she brought up, and I thought, hey, this is a perfect one for today. Um, and there will be a poll when this episode comes out. Let us, so you can tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The debate for today, for this episode, is WWE versus AEW versus New Japan versus Impact. Yep. Who is succeeding better during this pandemic and why? You want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, everybody knows that I am a big, well, big uh, WWE guy. Um... I think at first, when this whole pandemic hit, and people, uh, these uh, companies were doing uh, these shows, right? Um, I think AEW was killing it because they just got the boys from the back mm-hmm. and told them sit in the crowd. You know what I mean? Yes. They had they had a mask on and all, and they had them sit in the crowd. Well. You know, WWE was still, they still went on with WrestleMania and and uh, was still doing shows without crowd. And then I I don't want to say that WWE was like, well, if AEW doing it, we can do it too. Because, but the way, the, but the way they did it, it seems like it did because they can't, because AEW did it first. So, Simpsons did it first. Yeah. Well, so now that WWE has a Thunderdome now, mm-hmm. and they're doing what the NBA is doing, and you know, and in in uh, uh, Major League Baseball, you know, they have the cyber fans now right. and stuff like that. I think it makes it look a little bit better now, and I think WWE is ahead now with their sound system and stuff like that. With the crowd and all that, I think that's still that's still some stuff they need to work out. Yeah, but just the that's a point I'm going to bring up too. But just the overall presentation of it, I really think that WWE is a uh, is ahead in the in the category, and not not necessarily like the downplay AEW or New Japan or Impact, but I mean like WWE is the biggest company in the world. Yeah. Wrestling wise, so I mean, so Vince has the money to, to do stuff like that. Yeah, he you know has what the money I mean? to throw. I think so, he's paying a, like Amway four hundred and seventy five thousand dollars for a couple months of use. See, yeah. and hopefully, when it's a couple months over with, we can start getting back to these shows where there are like live fans and yeah, and you know, are able to do something. You know what I mean? But yeah. um. Just the concept of you, 
you you may have a chance to see yourself on TV while you're watching it and stuff yeah. like that. Now, I think some people that are in the crowd that, you know, have done some of the things they've done, um, you know, are... Abusing. Abusing it. And WWE is doing the right thing by banning them and all that stuff. Yes. But I see the... I see the route that WWE is trying to go. They're trying to do it for the fans. Go right and go the extra mile. You know what I mean? Yes. So that, that's that's my take on it. All right. So I got a couple. I got a couple little hits on it. Um. Yes, with WWE, they're doing the Thunderdome. We we talked about it before we got to see it. Yeah. It's really nice. It is. The fans are going to ruin it for the fans. Mm-hmm. Like. People putting up Chris Benoit, people putting up KKK members, yeah. Pikachu's and Mario's. You're gonna ruin it for everybody because eventually Vince is gonna be like, "All right, I try to be nice. Right, let me pull that plug." Right. Um, AEW did start the fan or the people in the crowd doing the whole like you got a sense of oh at least I hear people popping right. WWE drove me insane because I watched a clip and they're piping crowd through the intercom. Yeah. That is definitely not people at home watching it making that sound. That is sound that is being pumped through from past shows of crowd reactions. Right. There's no way you're getting an arena full of people that are on Skype videos. Right. Making the ah, yeah, right. Ooh, yeah. And no. Mm-mm. Half those people will have their mouth closed the whole time, mm-hmm. just watching. Um, AEW is bringing in this week or last week now, apparently, for the twenty seventh. They are going to have crowd. They have sold tickets to have minimal audience. Mm-hmm. At the show that'll be socially distant, so fans have been able are going to be able to come to AEW show and see wrestling at the daily. Yeah, which is awesome. That's a step in the right direction. Uh, Impact. I'm not going to lie. I see Impact every once in a while. Yeah, but I only see clips because I don't have cable. Watch everything from the internet, mm-hmm. and they're also on a provider that even if I had cable. If I didn't have a certain type of game, I wouldn't be able to watch it. But their product has been very good. Oh, yeah. Like, they they have been very good with their product and their matches and everything like that. I don't like the Rob Van Dam and his girlfriend thing. That's kind of creepy. Oh, she's big. Oh, Katie Forbes, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. I, like, I could do without seeing her. But that's just my personal opinion. Impact don't have that against me. Yeah. If you decide to want to book these guys for a <laughs> podcast or just to do a job match, please don't put us against Rob Van Dam. Um, but then I get to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, we all know I have a deep spot in my heart for New Japan. I love New Japan. Mm-hmm. That is my go-to. That is a company that I have done business with. In the past and everything like that. I've traveled the roads with these guys. Now when they started doing. Empty arenas. And they are doing fans too. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were, they've were they been doing them before. AEW has. Yep. 
and big arenas too. Well, I mean, over in Japan, you you know this. Yeah, they're smart. They were smart. They shut everything down. Well, not necessarily that, but um, their fans their fans already wear masks anyway. Yeah. Just so, like just uh, AJ Styles said it on his podcast, yeah. like you know, that's been a thing for ever. That that was the, that's normal for them over there. So like, you, but you but you know how it is when you come to America and you know something you see something. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, what the hell are they doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, it's weird to us, but it's a norm for them over yeah. in Japan. So, with their shows, they have been the top yeah. for me. Like, WWE has had a lot of hit and misses. Because, once again, it's their booking committee. Right. They're booking stuff that I don't want to see. Right. I, like, I don't, I don't care to see it. Uh, AEW, very good stuff, but that's because it's a bunch of indie guys right. that I've been around. Right, a lot of friends are on that show, mm-hmm. and I I love their stuff. Uh, Impact, really good talent roster. Like I said, they got good matches, but the talk has been New Japan. Yeah. You've had Evil's Rise mm-hmm. during this pandemic, uh, or pandemic. Yeah. Um. And he did. They did it so smart. The fans are are allowed to cheer with their heart, not their mouth. Right. So you have a huge heel turn, title change, where these fans can't say shit. Right. And you just piss them off. You piss them off so much, and now you got uh, the New Japan Strong coming out of California with like New Japan America, mm-hmm. and they're doing some damn good stuff. Like, they just had uh, Kento win uh, win the uh, New Japan Cup America, which got him a chance to go against, whenever possible, John Moxley for the U.S. Championship. The matches have been phenomenal. And it's it's like an hour. But that hour is filled with great matches and talent that is just superb. And I love strong style wrestling. So just seeing that and knowing that New Japan has now kind of stepped it up where these are the matches you have to have if you want to be on that path. Right. Now, I'm not going to lie. Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy has been something amazing. And yep. now they're about to do Momosa Mayhem. Yeah. Where the loser is no, it, uh, It's a pin or submission or, or thrown in a yeah. bat. Of 80 gallons, or 160 gallons, of mimosa. Yep. That's innovative. And during this pandemic, you've had the stadium stampede match. Right. Which was phenomenal. Like, they've been putting some good stuff out. My pick is AEW, or New Japan, who has succeeded through this. Vince is always going to have that money. Vince is going to do what he wants to do. Right. He doesn't have to have a fan for the rest of his life. Well, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that because I mean they're paying you know, for the they, network. The the well, I mean there's not a lot of people on network like w- what it was compared to. But when they just came but out. they just added evolve and progress. Right. Well, I mean why all these think, indie shows. Why, why you think that? Because they want to keep these people coming. Which smart, right? But the thing but, is, is like they're always Vince is a billionaire, right? He don't have to do anything. He can put on the matches he wants. And if hey, if he gets kicked from USA, guess what? He has a network. It, you want to watch it, WWE? 
You better buy the network. It'll 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 never happen. I mean, like I know I know a lot of people are you know wish that WWE would do things different, and they have a chance to uh, go a different route than what they've been going. Yeah, um, they've been doing like the weird, like cinematic matches, right? Which some of them because, did, some of them haven't. Because WWE. Is at that level now where, in, in my opinion, I really do feel like Monday Night Raw is where you're going to get your promos and your and your and your and your like your characters, characters and stuff. Yeah. SmackDown is a little bit more wrestling, but you still got your promos and your characters like that compared in compared to NXT, which is full wrestling. Full wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, you kind of get everything in that in that group, and plus two that bringing uh NXT UK back. So you know, I'm hoping. Like I said, you know, it's it's a debate, and you know, I had a feeling that she was gonna go with uh, AEW and uh, New Japan. Yeah, but um, it's just where my heart is. I think right now with wrestling. In any company, I think they're trying to do the best they can with what they got to work with. Yeah. And, you know, AEW's going in one direction, New Japan's going in one direction, Impact's going in one direction, and WWE's going in one direction. And so now that you got those, you know, those big four going in different directions. Yeah. It's something for everybody. Yeah, you know what and I mean, I so. mean, if you're a wrestling fan, this is your time. You have four different companies, mm-hmm. four different products. Enjoy wrestling. So, right. So, with that being said and everything, there will be a poll up. I want to hear from you guys, the fans that listen to the podcast. I want to hear what you have to say. We're going to put up a poll, comment on it, tell us what you, which, who is yours. Who's your pick of who's doing better in the pandemic? Is it WWE, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, or Impact? But, you know what, guys? I think it's about that time for us to mosey on out of here. But first, um, I don't think um, Mr. Eric um, has uh, said this yet, but we're looking to get to 200... Um, if we're not already there. Yeah, already there. 200 followers on uh, Facebook. So go like and share these guys' podcasts. Yes. Um, for the, uh, as soon as we get to uh, 200, we're going to do a random drawing for a... Probably a t-shirt. little giveaway, uh, so to speak. So, you know, uh, invite your friends, invite your family, invite people that you may not know. Hey, you know, you know Tim down the street. Yeah, invite that guy. Yeah, uh, uh, crazy uh, Louise uh, next door. You know, she may not got nothing to do. Tell her go like the page. Yeah. So, guys, thank y'all so much. Thank y'all for helping us get to episode four. Yeah. And as always, come back. Come back.